What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. And if this is your first time here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast, I'd like to welcome you. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you being here. And if it's not your first time listening, thank you so much for the continued support. It means a lot to me. And guys, today I have a very, very uh, cool guest on. It's a guy that I've had on a couple of times. Um, I've done some Twitter spaces with him, but he's a guy that uh, I really admire in the community. He gets a lot of flack for no apparent reason, but that's fine with me. Uh, I have special guest Professor Klump on the podcast. Uh, We had a great interview. We covered a lot of stuff, including Xavier Howard. So without further ado, guys, here's my interview with Professor Klump. All right, guys. So we are now joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Professor Klump. Jeremy, how you doing, man? Doing great, man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, you know, nice little Friday here. I don't know when you're dropping this one, but it's a nice little Friday and and the week strong and get to the weekend. Oh, I'll, I'll try to drop it tonight. That way people have something to listen to on the weekend, maybe a late night drop for all those out there that like to stay up a little later. Um, uh-huh. yeah, dude, dude, really appreciate you coming on and you're honestly, uh, you're a guy that, dude, for better or for worse, every time I go on Twitter, I feel like either someone's attacking you or you're saying something maybe a little more controversial. You, uh, it's funny too, because I, I got, <laughs> dude, I got on Twitter before the draft, right? So I started the podcast about a little less than a year ago, um, and I got on Twitter before the draft. And so the first thing I knew about you was the the Kyle Pitts hype train. Yeah. But like, dude, ever since I, I swear, like every time I go on, I'm like, I, I just look for something you say. And, and normally it's always true, right? It's just yeah. it's going to get riled up because fans either like it or don't like it. But uh, yeah, you got to you do a good job at uh, getting the fans. Hey, man, man. you listen. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, there's obviously going to be people that don't like what you say. Yeah, there's obviously going to be people that uh, that get a little jealous that people do like what you say. So they're going to try to bring you down. And honestly, it's all fun for me. I really don't care. I mean, there's there's people that post pictures of my face cropped on things. And there's <laughs> people that try to say I have fake followers, which was hilarious. And like, it, it's honestly, you know, it's fun, man. I really I don't care at all. I really yeah. I know a lot of people were like defending me when people were calling me fat and stuff. But like, honestly, when it comes to stuff like that, like if someone's that low life of a person that they have to try to like call me fat just because they don't agree with my football opinion. Honestly, I feel worse for them than anyone because clearly something's going on in their life that that, that's the way they have to try to treat someone like it's it's literally I'm paid to give my opinion on something. I'm not paid to pander to Dolphins fans. So if if you don't agree with what I say, like it is what it is. Like I, I truly don't care that like people get so worked up. And I think what's great is like a lot of these trolls and these fools that, that try to talk bad at me, they don't realize that when they do that, they're actually just helping me out. Cause yeah. more people look at what you just said. Like you go on Twitter, good or bad, like it's still helping me. Then people are reading. So like, they think that they're hurting me, but they're really just helping me. And the people that do support me, they see it and they're like, dude, these guys are clowns. So yeah. honestly, it is what it is. I really, I truthfully and honestly, I'm not going to stop giving my opinion on things. There's no shot I'm going to pander to Dolphins fans. So Good, I hope everyone's ready for the season. It's going to be a lot of fun, honestly, because I think it's funny. I'm either called a two a hater one day or a two a stand <laughs> the next day. And like, I'm so excited because all I do is just tell it how it is when it comes to two. Like, I yeah. think two is going to be great. I've said it multiple times. It's so fun for me, though, to be like, oh, yeah, he messed this up. And people are like, you hater. It's like, no, I'm just, I'm just telling how it is. But, yeah, so it's awesome. You know, it is what it is. It's a lot of fun. And 
I, I did not pay to be verified, which was hilarious too. You can't do that. So <laughs> I always love that one too, to all the, the trolls out there. I'm sorry that Twitter thinks that I'm important enough to put a blue check mark next to my name. So you'll have to sleep on that one, haters. That's all you no. got. Yeah, yeah, dude, never change. Uh, that I, I reached out to you and I, it was funny because I reached out to you because I got like a little glimpse of what it was like because when the Deshaun Watson thing came out and we're not going to talk about two and Deshaun for all those listeners because like I, I just... I, like yeah. it, it's I, I mean i feel like everyone's talked about it so much it's like look it is what it is but when uh the article came out that like the dolphins were monitoring the situation still i was like yeah they're there i mean they're probably monitoring the situation like yeah that makes sense and like people were like you're doing it for clicks blah blah, blah. Oh, and i'm like yeah. i'm not saying that like because i'm one of those people where like i do i do like tua and i would love to keep him but people think just because you're like, hey, this is what's going on. That means that's your opinion. It's like, no, my feelings cannot be the same as what's like the reality of the situation. Yeah. And so I got a bunch of like, hate, just like, look at this idiot. And I kept retweeting it. And people were like, why are you retweeting someone like, you know, trying to like diss you? And I'm like, because one, I find it funny because I know they're wrong. But also I just like, I mean, it's the... Like I, I I find it so amusing that I'm like it's it's comedy to me and it's entertaining so I'm gonna share it I think it's funny and I know a lot yep, of people did crazy. too so I was like I want my followers to see this because they know I you know that's not who I am and yeah that's what's great too is you and I have actually talked I think it was on a Twitter space you had like some awesome stat about like to his upcoming season stuff. So I know you're a Tua fan too. So that's, what's great, but that's what it is. Man. They, they want to read what they want to read. You will get turned on in a second. If you say yeah. anything and it, you didn't even say anything negative about Tua. like, think about it. It's crazy. It's no, real crazy. And, and I said that on the podcast multiple times, I was like, even, and, and I know we've talked about this with Aaron Rodgers too, but I'm like, yo, if we obviously, you know, with legal issues, even before that, like, I was like, guys, if, we trade for Deshaun like you don't that doesn't mean that like you have to hate Tua for you not to be mad about, like if you're not mad about the move that doesn't mean you hate Tua it just means like you understand you you're still going to get a good player and so like it's just crazy i feel like people can't like two things can't be true anymore with fans it's like you either like never say anything negative or like true about a player like it has to just be what you want to hear or else like they completely forget about everything you and again people say like crap about me all the time i'm like you clearly don't listen to my podcast if, if yep. there was a way yep. for me to realize or i'm sure for you it's like whether it's listening or like reading stuff you write it's like you clearly didn't read what i wrote because your stuff makes absolutely no sense so it's one of those show me you don't know what you're talking about without saying it like say yep. it's it without crazy saying it. It's Dude. truly crazy, man. Anyway, so let's get into things. Training camp going on right now. I actually was just scrolling through Twitter, saw some more videos. Obviously, you know, the thing people love is, and, and even me, I love seeing it is, you know, the the throws that Tua or Brissett makes to Waddle and players like that. But just about training camp in general, what are things that, you know, you're hearing, you've read maybe uh, that you like, maybe some things you don't like? and uh, things you're hoping to see, you know, moving forward. Yeah. Start off with just giving a little shout out to reason just cause it's hilarious. A lot of people know we got a good bet going oh, here yeah. about uh, Albert Wilson versus Lynn Bowden or Lynn Bowden, however you want to say it, but Albert Wilson's been balling and it's balling. like, it's honestly pretty cool to see. I think it's cool too. Like 
see reason and i we talk every day there's a lot of people that are like oh you were so wrong like i'm completely fine with being wrong like i don't know right. where this whole thing that like i can't be wrong is i admit i'm wrong all the time these people just don't want to they believe what they want to see so like with albert wilson like i will gladly be wrong why would i want someone to stink like i don't want someone to not be good in the nfl because i said that they weren't gonna be good that's right. the dumbest thing i've ever heard in the world like yeah i just it, it's cool to see him i mean he looks incredible Waddle's been looking great, obviously. The video today that they just posted a little bit ago was really good. Mm. Uh, I mean, the star of the show, though, obviously, is Tua just going out there and balling and, and shutting people up, which is so great. I mean, you you couldn't script it any better. I was a little worried. I said uh, to Sorty and Reason privately, I was like, I, I hope that he doesn't go out there and start throwing interceptions because this fan base is dreadful. Like, dreadful, yeah. if it, it gets split more between him, it'll be terrible. So it's good to see him out there slinging the rock, throwing dimes and stuff. I, I love it. Uh, probably my only negative um, outside of the X thing that we, we don't have to talk about right at this moment. We can obviously get into that after this, but uh, no Igbenogany has been on like the wrong end of tons of the highlights. If you haven't noticed, it's yeah. kind of weird. I think Mac Holland scored a touchdown on him and yeah. For all the people that said I'm a diehard Eagles fan and not a diehard Dolphins fan, that's obviously not true. I did like the Dolphins because I covered them and I'm from Pennsylvania. I was a Dolphins fan as a kid. I've mentioned this before. Liked the Eagles then and then went back to the Dolphins. But I have a great understanding of Mac Hollins as a wide receiver. And if he's scoring touchdowns on Noah Igbenogany, that's a little concerning to me. Um, I obviously am a big Noah Igbenogany fan. I think he's going to be a really good player. He's just got to, got to grow and develop and seeing Matt Collins scoring. I'm like that. Yes. I know it's a slant in the red zone, but rub me the wrong way a little. I think that a uh, big play to waddle today. That might've been Noah Igbenogany on the coverage. It was hard to see. I've only watched it like two times. So I'd have to really look yeah. at it, but I think it was Noah Igbenogany on the coverage. I saw him get burned by Albert Wilson, I think on that one. So I'm a little concerned about Noah Igbenogany. I hope that uh, I hope he can get, some highlights himself because it would be nice to see that but yeah so that's probably my biggest concern uh, oh and uh i guess every wide receiver outside of like jalen waddles injured <laughs> and albert wilson it, it's crazy like Devonte parker and preston williams all off season we've talked about can they stay healthy will they stay healthy and what we're two days into camp they're both injured already like and now they're not even practicing so that's a little crazy to me i, I hope they get healthy um, but if Albert Wilson's going to step up and Jalen Waddle, I mean, I guess it is what it is. I hope Will Fuller can get healthy as well. He's mm -hmm. had the injury history in the past. I will say uh, there is a different side of him being injured than the other receivers because he's not playing week one. Yeah. I don't know if anyone knew that I reported this. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, he's suspended. So, uh, like, Will Fuller being suspended for week one, if he is injured, we'll give them some time to let him rest if they'd mm -hmm. have to. But I hope Will Fuller gets uh, healthy. Those wide receivers got to be healthy. If they're not healthy – I don't know if Albert Wilson and Jalen Watt will be able to handle the load all year. It just seems like a little too much to ask of them, but, uh, but we'll see. No. Yeah. Uh, with, with Will Fuller, I mean, I don't know if you've, you know, heard anything, but it seems to me like a lot of players and I, understandably so like the first day or two when they come out and play for Miami, like in the heat, like it just feels like that's like, those are the two days where you see, like stuff happen is like those first couple days back. Cause I don't know if it's just like exhaustion or something, even for, you know, players that have been on the team for a couple years, but I just feel like with the dolphins, there's always those couple of players, whether they're newbies or not necessarily like newbies as rookies, but they're new to Miami heat and stuff. And there's always those couple of people that they, they, they get like those just little, little injuries in the first couple of days of, uh, training camp and i hate it because 
dude, there's nothing that makes me more upset and it shouldn't because you should expect it. But like whenever I see Devonte Parker, or Preston William is injured. Like I can't tell you there's nothing honestly <laughs> really that, that makes me more upset. Cause I just, I understand it's the NFL, but I'm like, what is it? Like, why, you know what I mean? Like, why are you always injured? Like, yep, that's the crazy. thing. I'm like, what's, what's ha- what's not clicking that you always are sustaining some sort of injury. And it's always with Devonte Parker. It's always, it's nothing major. Right. And then we get to week 17 or 18 this year. And it's like, yeah, he's been dealing with something all year. And it's like, okay, you told me it wasn't anything major, but it always yeah. is just, it lingers the whole season. And I don't get it. It is strange. It's very strange. He's just hasn't been able to shake the injury bug. Yeah. And with, and with Noah, I'm, I'm like you, I, I think a lot of people when they, I don't know, you know, how people act with you, but when I say I have confidence in Noah, the automatic thing that they respond with is, so you think he's going to be Xavier Howard? And I'm like, no, it, I, I don't think he's going to be Xavier Howard this year. No one's going to be Xavier Howard. It's hard to be him in general if you've been in the league for like 10 years, right? He had a season that no one's had in, 10, in, in the last 10 years. But like my confidence in Noah is that we all judge rookies, I think, way too hard in their first season. And with Noah, not only does he have – he, he's probably going to make the most significant jump forward just because his lows last year were so low. But also, I'm not going to dog a guy because you struggled in your first two games against Tyler Lockett and Stefan Diggs. Like, I know that may sound like a crazy thought, but I just have optimism because I'm like, can we give this guy a chance? I mean, it's not, he was drafted at 30. I didn't think he should have been drafted there. So that's the first problem is a lot of people expected him to go out and play as a first rounder. And I'm like, yo, like it's his first two games, youngest cornerback, youngest player, I think last year in the NFL and his first two assignments are Lockett and Diggs. It's like, that's not going to be a recipe for success for most cornerbacks, let alone Noah. So yeah, it was, it, it's concerning to see some stuff from camp. Cause like, you know, you see touchdowns and completions. I just hope that, you know, when game time comes, I, I've said this, pertaining to the X situation. And we'll get into that, I guess, right now after I say this. But like for Noah, I just feel like if if Noah can give you average second year like cornerback play, because cornerback's a really hard position to transition into. If Noah can give you like average cornerback play, just where he's not getting like picked on and he's not one of those type of guys, I don't think this defense is going to be like God awful. Now, will it be elite like it is with X? No, but I don't think it's far fetched to say if X, if Noah can give you average cornerback play, we could be a middle of the pack defense. Like with, with the additions we made to hopefully be able to pass, uh, rush the passer more, stop the run with uh, Bernard Jerk McKinney and other guys taking leaps forward. Noah doesn't need to go be X. Okay. You're, you're not going to replace your best player is Avian Howard. If he can just go out there and, and play average football, like I'm, I'm okay with that. If I can just see that jump from year one to two, I don't think this defense is, is just going to like be bottom five in the NFL. Cause we lose X as long as, you know, we have him playing average football. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And one thing I like to add, uh, you know, a lot of people, 
defend Tua and they say rookie season, he had the injury, COVID and all that stuff. And it's crazy that no Igbenogany, so many people just write him off. I mean, he literally started playing cornerback in 2018. He was a wide receiver at Auburn before that. So he switches to cornerback in 2018. His biggest thing when he's drafted is this guy needs an offseason or two to develop, get in there, learn this craft. And then he gets the COVID offseason where he doesn't get to get in there, learn his craft, get, get some reps. I mean, the guy literally didn't get to get any reps and then gets thrown in against those two guys you just said, Lock and Diggs. I mean, people were expecting what to happen. Like, give me a break. This guy was drafted. It's not like he was a top 10 pick. He was picked 30th overall. They, they decided to take him in the first round because they loved his fit and his potential, but potential is the key word. Like they need to develop him. So it's crazy to me that people will get mad if anyone says anything negative about Tua, but those same people are like, no, Igmanogany's a bust. He stinks. It's like, how can you make an excuse for the one player and then not at least even think about making an excuse for the next player? So that drives me crazy. And I also thought one thing you said that's pretty interesting that I think I might write an article on if X does get traded. Um, everyone thinks that like Noah Igbenogany has to replace X. That's not what actually needs to happen. Byron Jones needs to replace X and Noah Igbenogany needs to replace Byron Jones. Like Byron Jones needs to become the, the uh, cornerback one. Noah Igbenogany needs to be the cornerback two. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I think the expectations for Noah are just so unfair from some people, but uh, I mean, that's the nature of the beast in the NFL. So I, I just hope, I hope he progresses and seeing him get, get dog on on some of these plays a little concerning, but honestly let him take his lumps. I mean, it's going to be fine. Like I think he has all talent in the world. I think he could really succeed, especially if X gets traded. Yeah. He's, he's one of those guys for sure that like when, you know, you always hear the saying rookies need by, by year three, you're going to see who they are. Like he's, I mean, if there's a prime example, a guy that like th- this year, and that's the thing, like, even though he's had an off season and I say this for Tua just because they're going to progress from year one to two doesn't mean don't expect Tua or any of these second year guys to go out there and all of a sudden be perfect prospects all of a sudden or be perfect players. Like they uh, they've reached their pinnacle. Like there's going to be like ups and downs with Tua this year. There's going to be ups and downs with a lot of these second year players. But again, like, like I said, Noah's job is to come in if, if X is traded and be cornerback too. And if what happened last year with X happens to Byron Jones, where, Hey, you're going to get put on an Island every game, mostly every game. There's like one or two where this didn't happen, but like you're going to be on an Island where you have to cover the best cornerback or the best wide receiver every game. Noah's going to get more help. And I hope, and I'm expecting he does. Um, So yeah, like I, I just, I think it's really unfair how we just, how a lot of people judge rookies in general, let alone again, like, dude, when I was 20, like, dude, this kid, this guy's 20 and you're asking him to cover a top five wide receiver in the NFL in his first game. Like, yeah, it's, it's, and that was also a coaching thing where I was kind of confused to be honest on why he was covering Stefan Diggs, but um, yeah. that's another conversation. So yeah. <laughs> let's, get, let's get into uh, X because that's really the biggest thing. Um, I mean, I'm just going to let you, take it away. Just, you know, talk to us about how you feel about the situation. Um, if you can share anything about like, just like, if you're hearing stuff, like what you can share, what you think will happen, I'll just let you take it away. You talk, say whatever you want. Um, and I'll just, yeah, I'll let you take the reins. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, um, there was some 
Dolphins writer who isn't a diehard Dolphins fan to some that projected or predicted that the X situation is going to get ugly. And a lot of people told me that there's no situation. Uh, he's not going to do anything negative. There's no way the Dolphins hold all the leverage. And I said, hey, no, listen, everybody. The Dolphins don't hold the leverage, you think, because Xavier Howard could show up and say, mm, my knee hurts or Ooh, my ankle hurts. And guess what? His contract is fully guaranteed injury protected this year with no active game roster bonuses. So if he shows up and gets injured, the Dolphins have to pay him and his season will count. All the people are like, oh, his season won't count then. No, that's if he holds out. He's not holding out. And what happens? He posts on Instagram day one. He wants a trade, making it ugly already. Everyone's like, no, this is fine. It'll get worked out. Day two, what happens? Uh, reason, I'll give a little shout out to him. I mean, he messages me the morning before training camp. He's like, yo, one of my sources told me that X is going to fake a sprained ankle. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I mean, I, I figured though, that's what I've been saying. He's going to fake an injury. Why would he not fake an injury? I mean, that would be the dumbest thing ever. If he doesn't want to be there, force the Dolphins to trade you by faking an injury. What happens? Xavier Howard sprained ankle. And I love that people always knock reason to, oh, he's on YouTube. He doesn't know nothing. Like literally this guy posted the email he got, like stating that that was going to happen. And what happens? I mean, literally it's, it's crazy to me. So real quick, quick, I I said this on my podcast, but I want to say to you, and I said it to my listeners, if like when Jeremy and reason say stuff like i don't understand like too when people say you guys don't know your stuff because i'm like were you not there on draft night when jeremy and reason were literally telling you who the dolphins were picking like two picks before like they were telling you what picks were happening and i just again i'm like i don't understand when people are like y'all don't know what you're talking about i was like do we not remember when they were like jalen waddles of the pick and our pick hadn't even been in yet and i was like oh like, yeah, they, I mean, like when, when these guys speak, like it, it's not just them making up shit, you know, all it's crazy. Yeah, and, I, and anyway, like, sorry, continue. Like, what we, and go, going off that though, like what reason I talked about the other day is like, what, what do we have to gain out of making that up? Because you know, the worst part, it's not like people are like, oh, this is for clicks. This is for clicks. Honestly, we have stuff that we talk about that we don't even report because it's not for clicks. These fans get so annoying. It's not even worth the annoyance, to be honest. Like, I, I've had information that I could have shared. I knew Xavier Howard was on the trade block for a while. And you know what? You know why I don't say it? Because everyone's going to say, you're lying. Oh, you're stirring the pot. I loved that. Oh, there's no situation with Xavier Howard and the Dolphins. You're stirring the pot. Everything's going to be fine. Like, yeah. And I thought it was so funny, too, because so many people try to take a victory lap on me when he showed up day one. I had so many people right. tweeting at me like, Oh, see, you were lying. You were lying. And then he posts that thing on Instagram. It's like, there's, there's no reason to make this stuff up. You know also, what I mean? like, also y'all are doing it literally for like, that's, what's funny is that they're ma- they're cr- like getting mad at you and, and reason, but you're doing it for them so that they are informed as much as yep. you can. Like, obviously, yeah, there's, there's certain things you can't say, but like you are literally trying to inform people as much as possible and I don't know, at least me, I've always been like, wow, thank God that there are people like that because, uh, you know, what's crazy when stuff happens and sorry, I'll let you continue on X, but I literally saw someone that said, 
you know, Brian Flores said they're not trading X, so they're not going to trade X. And I'm like, do y'all believe that like everything a coach or GM says is what's actually going on? There's this thing called like, like, like PR and what they have to say and what they can't and cannot say. I'm like, Brian Flores, like what, what do y'all want him to go out there and say X is unhappy. I don't want to give him more money that he wants. And yeah, we're trying to figure out a trade situation, but we're not getting the offers we want. Like, what do you want him to go out there on NFL live and say, you know what I mean? Yep. Like it's just crazy. crazy to me. It's so anyway. crazy. They like, they think just cause Brian Flores says something, he's telling the truth. Like, anyway, sorry, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Uh, so just like going off that, I mean, the situation is so ugly. I tried to report a while ago that it was so ugly and no one wanted to believe it. This is not like I, what I reported was what I was told from, a source for me that mentioned that the Philadelphia Eagles were already going back and forth with the Dolphins trying to trade for Xavier Howard. What I was told is Xavier Howard wanted to be paid more than uh, Byron Jones. And I reported that and people were like, you're not blah, blah, blah. And then Omar Kelly came out and said, it's more than money. It's, it's a respect thing. And then when you add it all together, I mean, it literally just all went into the thing. Like it literally makes so much sense from his standpoint too. Like I'm not mad at Xavier Howard. I mean, the guy has a, a fair point of why he's angry. It's just the way he's handling it just shows that it's over. Like, it's so over. People are like, oh, they'll salvage it. I mean, if the Dolphins reward him for what he's doing, I saw so many people saying, you can't, tr- you can't re-sign him. It gives a bad precedent. Now I see all those people going, give him, a, give him a new contract, whatever. Like, the precedent they'd be setting is you act like that, you post on social media, you fake injuries, like, Come on, man. You can't, you got to get rid of him. I don't even know why he was there today, to be honest. I don't, I mean, if they don't like their offers, they're just being crazy. Like all the people make him retire. That doesn't help the Dolphins. Like you right. might beat Xavier Howard. Cool. Now, Xavier Howard, he, he retired from the NFL. He doesn't need to play for any team other than the Dolphins. But then you get no value for him. Like if the Dolphins are all about trusting the process and, and building their team, like you just got to move on. It sucks. Yes. Getting rid of another elite player because of a contract dispute and, and stuff, drama behind the scenes. Like it obviously is not a good look, but at the same time is some of these guys that are elite on, on the Dolphins, which they're borderline elite. I mean, X is obviously the best player, but like yeah. you want your good players to see the culture you're building. And if some yeah. of these guys don't want to be there, you can't help that. Like you just, it, it is what it is. The NFL is a business for both sides. Not just that, not just the owners. It's a business for the players mm-hmm. too. And Xavier Howard wants to, to move on and they got to get rid of him because it's just going to be ugly. There's no, no doubt in my mind. If they keep him, he fakes an injury all year. Oh yeah. And, and I, I, I said that, and I think I talked about it. I had reason on the, on the podcast and we both like agreed, like I really thought, and I, I went on the podcast and I said this, like I was really confident that they would try to, regardless of if they liked the offer, like why, why did you bring him? To training camp, I was really confused because I was like, look, why why would you want him there? I was like, if he comes, like people were like, X is gonna be a professional and all that. I was like, Yeah, he's gonna be a professional, meaning he's gonna show up so he doesn't get fined 50 grand a day. No, no crap. But like, I mean, what what do you expect X to do? He's not gonna come and be, you know, Albert Wilson out there. He's not gonna come and be given max effort. I was like, if you bring him in, he's just gonna be pissed off. And I was like, so trade him beforehand. And that leads me into my next, I guess, two questions. If you could answer them real quick or say what you want about it, it, whatever you can. Is the X situation more of a flow 
not it like i've i've seen a lot of you know flow it's more so like flow and his pride which i'm not disagreeing with i've seen that and i've also seen like it's just a management side where they don't want to pay a guy that they they just paid or is it like a mixture of both of those yeah i i think it's a mixture of everything it's just a bunch of egos honestly that's what it comes down to it gets tough when you have so many alphas in the room like that. Like Xavier Howard wants to be the alpha. He wants his contract ripped up. He wants a new one. The other issue is his agent who obviously doesn't get any money on, on his contract right now. So it's a lot different if they move money around, like he wants that contract ripped up. If he gets new money, a new contract, if they rip up the old contract and, and get that new one, then his, agent will get money but it has to be a new contract it can't just be like money moved around like the four million and then you have brian flores who obviously is an alpha and clearly there's been some reports about you know maybe the way him and management and ownership get along is a little different but i mean he he wants to be the guy like he wants to be the dominant alpha and and pretty much put his foot down and let xavier howard know that like that's not how my team's gonna be he said it multiple times that star players, like he doesn't care about star players. You're, you're not the, the main focus. The team is the main focus. So like he doesn't care about how star players feel and, and it's showing. And I think the problem is, is when you have so many alphas, sometimes it's, it's hard to find that middle ground and, and for someone to almost concede, I think uh, who was it? Dan Campbell, obviously Dolphins coach now lines coach. He said like one of the biggest alpha moves you can be is no, or, one of the biggest alpha things you can do is know when to concede. Right. And I think that's where the dolphins are at right now is like, no one's going to concede. Like that's why it's, it's, it's just over. And it's got to the point now where it's like, whoever concedes won't be an alpha. Like you're going to say, Oh yeah, look, they caved. Ha, ha. Like, you know what I mean? It's over. And the perception is what's going to ruin it all now. So that's why it's just, it's, it's gotta be, it's, it's, it's insane to me that, they're even having the circus there still like for him to be there again today, standing on the sideline, not practicing. I mean, yeah. what a joke, man. It, it's, it's a joke. Like you got it. You got to just trade him. And yes, right. teams are probably lowballing them right now. They're trying to get the best offer, but I mean, it's pretty easy. I, I look at it like the housing market right now. The housing market's hot. Everyone wants a house, but it's hard to get a house. And you know what they tell people final offers, best final offers in by Friday, eight o'clock. And guess what? You don't got the best offer. You're not getting Xavier Howard. So you better you better get ready to put your best offer in or you're not going to get him. And I think if the Dolphins just put their foot down and they say, listen, here's our last chance. Like we will give you till Sunday night. We're taking the best offer for Xavier Howard. If you low balls, you're wasting your time even calling us like we want a first and a player. We want two high picks or we want a like a second and a, an elite player. Like if they set the standards for what they want. And they put their foot down. I mean, it's pretty easy to, to make this move happen. Obviously, Xavier Howard has some health issues and some off-field stuff. But yeah. let's be real. It's the NFL. Deshaun Watson still being talked about getting traded for five yeah. first-round picks. So, I mean, Xavier Howard is, is pretty easy to trade. It's insane to me that it, he's still on the Dolphins. If it happens, I mean, I, and I could be wrong. I'm, I'm probably wrong. Again, this isn't coming from me claiming to know anything. But, like, it's got to happen this week. Again, like, if, if you go into Monday – and you haven't traded X. And the crazy thing to me is like, it's not like X out of nowhere, like was disgruntled. Like you've known for about a year or maybe a little less than a year that he's like probably since about November that he's wanted a new contract. You've known that like you've wanted to trade him for a long time. And so that's to me where it's just confusing. And like, again, just 
move on. Like regardless of if fans will be mad, if they'll not give a crap, like move on at the end of the day, you're doing your team. And more importantly, like, well, not more importantly, but you're doing your fan base a disservice too, because people are literally like freaking out and fighting for no reason over something that shouldn't even be a topic right now. Like I, I, I extremely thought I was like, yeah, it's, Philadelphia, maybe the Saints could be the Browns. Like I was like, yeah, one of these teams he's going to get traded to before training camp. And that's going to be that we're going to go into training camp with X in the past. And here we are on a Friday night talking about it because yep, it's crazy. It is team, honestly crazy. And, and if they don't want to concede again, trade him because then no one's conceded. Like you don't want him on your team. He doesn't want to be there. Okay. Then trade him. No one, no one's, conceding in that it, like if you have that much of a pride issue where you're like i'm not going to pay you the extra four or whatever million he wants okay then 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 move on you got other more important things to deal with than you know a pissing match with with your best player there's other yep. there's other things so yeah we'll see uh what's your i mean i just told you what i would think i mean this weekend is there anything like what do you think if you could guess like what do you uh. think? It's, it's it's so tough hard. because I guess where I'm at is and this will be this will give some some trolls and some haters some fuel here is like I expected him to be gone already like I'm actually like flabbergasted almost that he's still on the roster so yeah. that gets me to think that like maybe it won't even happen this weekend maybe they are just gonna keep holding on to him and hope like a a team like. I don't know, let's say maybe the Chiefs, their starting corner gets hurt or a team that just they're, – they're, maybe they're waiting for an injury. But, like, that is just such bad business in my opinion. It's yeah. just so bad, and it, and it just puts such a bad taste in the players' mouths too. Like, I don't know if people understand. Everyone's always like, oh, it's a case-by-case, like, thing. But, no, like, Dolphins players see what's going on too. And the longer he's there, it's kind of like, why is he still here? And then it's going to create some weird tension – where, you know, some players are going to be like, well, I am on X's side. Like, what's going on? Like, he's still showing up. Why are you not paying him? He's one of our best players. Like, why is one of our best players here and not playing? That is the dumbest thing in the world. So, uh, I like your weekend prediction. I think it's it's good. It's just I'm a little worried that, like, it's no, going to yeah. be like, I'm I just really, that would be common sense. I lo- no, it should. I'm with you, dude. Like, if I had to pick when is he going to get traded, it should be this week. I 100% agree yeah. with you. Like, we should we should at least – either go to bed on Saturday or wake up Sunday and X should be traded and he should be on a plane to wherever his new place is to take his physical and his magical ankle healing thing he'll do on the plane will be great. And he'll practice day one. So yeah. I, 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 the, the funny thing that happened today is they, there was a report. It was like Tua was talking with X and someone put like, he's, t- he's, you know, convincing him to, to play. And I was like, what? Like, do, do you think like I, I know you love Tua and like I'm, I'm sure a lot of players love Tua, but like you you're telling me you think Xavier Howard is going to be convinced by your second year quarterback to stay regardless of how angry he is with the organization. I was like, no, <laughs> Tua was probably just talking to him in general. I, honestly, X could have been like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here this weekend. So like, peace, dude. Best of luck. Yeah. 100%. I was like, why do you automatically assume he's talking? I just thought that was funny. I know the guy was was just joking, but you know, a lot of people think like, like I, I don't even know. They just they they think that like just because you try to be realistic that that means you hate the team. It's like, no, I don't want X gone, but like also like he's not he's not going to play for us. I don't know what to tell you. Even <laughs> if he's on the team, X will not be playing for you. Why would he? If he doesn't want to be here, whether you agree with it or not. Why would he play for you? 
Like makes no sense anyway. So to, to cap it off, just what are your expectations for this season? We talked about a lot of guys with two. Well, you didn't really, we didn't really talk about the offensive line, which I think is going to be huge in dictating the offensive, uh, the success that Tua has that our run game has, which is uh, really important. I guess, what are your expectations for this season? Um, just like uh, as they are right now, because obviously injuries are happening. You know, if I would have oh, yeah. talked to you about the season a, a, a month ago, I would have looked at the indie game. Right. And I know you and I are both huge, like Carson Wentz in indie fans. I think like they would have they, they'll be dominant with him because I, I I just like the, the fit. But like, you know, today injury, how yep. long is he going to be out? Will that affect if like if he doesn't play the Dolphins, like the Colts without Carson Wentz, they're good. But like, oh, yeah, they're, they're not beating the Dolphins without Carson Wentz. No. no so like, what are your and that goes both ways, guys, listening to this, like even with the Dolphins, you know, you may feel great about the team right now. If if Jalen Waddle is the only main guy out there week one, then I'm like, you know, it's not going to a rookie wide receiver as your best wide receiver week one. It'll, it won't be a good thing. So like as of right now, the way things stand, how are you feeling about 2021? Yeah. See, my expectations are seen as me hating on the team and it's just not what it is. It's just realistic expectations in my eyes. I think expecting the dolphins to be like this playoff Super Bowl team is just honestly like not even fair in my opinion to give them those expectations one because they haven't shown it in how many years and two you're putting expectations on players that like need to prove so much and I it's not I'm not saying they're not going to prove it but you're talking about an offensive line where you're starting a second year left tackle you're starting a second year left guard you're going to start a center who everyone's hoping that gets back to his form in 2018 or 2019 whenever he was like pretty solid wasn't even great by the way but pretty solid and then you're putting a second year guy at right guard who played right tackle for you last year and then you're starting a rookie Liam Eikenberg at right tackle I mean that is like that's a recipe for a terrible season like you're you are hoping that these guys all progress and do I think they will yeah I think they will but it's unrealistic to act like none of them are going to be busts or none of them are not going to progress. Like there could be one bad egg that could ruin the whole season. Like that offensive line is so big. And that's what it's so funny too. Oh, you're such a two a hater. I mean, I don't know how people don't read my stuff that I say like the offensive line and the offensive coordinators and Matt Skirl worry me 10 million times more than Tua. I'm not worried about Tua. I'm worried about, I'm, I'm worried for Tua. Honestly, like I've talked about the injuries to the receivers too, way before this happened. Like, he is in an interesting situation where a lot of people are putting unfair expectations on him because it's not all about him, man. These, this offensive line's got to play good. Like they have to progress. They have to protect him because if they can't protect him, it doesn't matter. As you can see in the Super Bowl, you could be Patrick Mahomes, yeah, but if your matter. offensive line's not protecting you, you're going to get, you're going to get crushed. Like it just, it's how it works. Football is not a one man game. It's 11 on 11 football and you need all 11 to be in sync. So I'm hoping that the offensive line progresses. I think uh, Mike Kosicki is obviously going to be a big part of the offense. I mean, Miles Gaskin scares me. I, I love Miles Gaskin, but you, you're asking him to play the whole season as RB1? I mean, that's, that's a lot to ask from him. I, I have mentioned this before, but I would look out for the Dolphins. I don't think they're done adding running back talent, especially after some cuts come. There's going to be some vets that are cut. 
I, I don't think that they're done adding running back talent. I don't think they're going in with Miles Gaskin as RB1 without someone else they can trust as like 1B. And I don't think Malcolm Brown's 1B. I don't think Dokes is 1B. I don't think or Ahmed or what is it? Ahmed is uh, 1B. I, I don't think any of them are. I think the Dolphins need to upgrade there. And that's just the offensive side of the ball. We got a lot to talk about with there. It's like there's so many question marks. And then on defense, if you lose X, I mean, the expectations need to drastically. I mean, X himself obviously could win you a football game. So you lose X, you got you to gotta temper the expectations even more. You got a rookie safety filling in for the leader of the defense. Holland obviously is, is talented. I think he's going to be great. But again, it's unfair to expect him to be this elite player year one. Like you just can't, you can't do it. Uh, I mean, to me, the Dolphins are, they're close. I, that's why I think they should trade X even more to let Noah Igbenogany get his, his lumps this year. Because to me, 2021 is a year for them to progress. Like they all need to take steps. They need to evaluate the roster then who's being, who, who's progressing, who's not. And then 2022 is the year when you need to win games. You need to be a playoff team. You need to go deep in the playoffs, show you can be a Super Bowl contender. And, and to me, Dolphins fans are expecting 2021 to be that. And it's just not going to be, in my opinion. I don't think, even if Tua is great, I don't think that it's going to be enough for the Dolphins to be like this deep playoff run team. I think 2021, they'll be solid. And that's what Dolphins fans should want. They should want to see the team improve. They might not win 10 games, but they should want to see yeah. the, the second-year players take the steps. And that's what I want to see. I want to see the players take the steps. And then I think 2022 is the year because then you got a first-round pick. You got more cap space. Then you can really complete your roster. So uh, I just – I think fans need to temper their expectations a little for this season. Yes, it's exciting. And, you know, obviously COVID's slowing down a little for, for everyone. Everything's opening up. So, like, people are excited. And there's nothing wrong with being excited. You just need to have some some realistic expectations for the Dolphins, in my opinion. Yeah, my, my expectations for the Dolphins this year, I agree completely with you said about – with what you said about, like, 2022. Um, and people – it's honestly a blessing and a curse last year because it's like, yeah, we were 10 and six, but a lot of people that don't just like watch the film or understand maybe why we won a lot of games. It's like we went 10 and six, but like that doesn't mean that this year, like 12 and four or obviously with the new schedule, the way it is like 13 wins is the expectation. Like a Buffalo did, you know, two years back. And then last year, like if this team, and I said this when I did my initial, like, regular season prediction that's before X, but like for me, what I'm looking forward to this season or, or what I'm hoping for again, the record, a record can be misleading. Like you can be, what is it? Nine and eight, 10 and seven. But again, if you're playing, you know, the Buccaneers and you lose by a game losing field goal, like that's a different loss than if you're getting blown out. So for me, what I hope to see is can you remain competitive because this team under Brian Flores has always been, they've, they've always been competitive and I hope they can still have that this year. Um, Tua, again, like you want him in that offensive line to take a leap forward, how big or how small will depend on that offensive line. But like, again, a lot, I feel like I'll feel a lot different about the season. If, if I see the offensive line took a leap forward, if Tua is playing like I think he can now that he's healed, has better weapons and he himself will be better just because, you know, he fixed stuff that he had problems with last year. Like I'll feel a lot better about the season, even if we're 10 and seven and you look at it and you're like, we lost one more game than we did last year. And we, we didn't win any more games. Like even if we're one of those fringe playoff teams where we possibly get in, you know, one of those 
the, the seventh or sixth seed, that's fine. Uh, you know, I don't expect us to be Buffalo of 2020 to where we all of a sudden are just like this Super Bowl contender. Like, no, we're, we're not there yet, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be bad. I just, there's a, and also it sucks because the AFC is freaking phenomenal, dude. Like, of course, as soon as the Dolphins start to get better, you know, you got the Buffalo Bills, the Chiefs, you got, um, the Colts, if they're, if they're good with them, Tennessee, everyone in the AFC North, pretty much except the Bengals as usual. So it's like, of course, there's so many teams that are like good. So yeah, I think people expecting like this to be the year where we start contending for Super Bowls. It's like, no, if we can just remain the same as we were last year, record wise around that 10 ish wins, like that's what I need to see because I don't want this to be the Adam Gase or the other years where we go, really close to the playoffs or we get to the playoffs in the next year, you know, we take a step back. Like if I can just see improvement from second year players, right? If I see improvement from the Austin Jacksons, the Robert Hunts, the Raekwon Davis, the, the two was like, if I can see some improvement from those guys, I'm like, okay, yeah, we're heading there. We may not be there yet, but like, yeah, that that's just my thing. I watching games, seeing how we play. Cause again, like you can be competitive and lose a game. Right. And also something I want to see is, can we, can we like kind of try to beat the bills? I said, that's the most important thing for me. Like <laughs> if I could say the most important thing this season, like I care about one team to beat. if you want to go to the super bowl, dolphin fans, if you can't beat the bills, kiss it goodbye. Cause if you can't consistently win in your division, there's absolutely no shot. So like those Buffalo bills games, I'm going to be, watching those because like if we can keep those more competitive again i'm not saying we need to win both of them but like if we can pressure josh allen and, and kind of keep it closer than 56 to 28 or whatever the score was like yeah that 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 to me will be a successful season rather than just if we don't you know win a playoff game it sucks it's like no that's that's not really how it works yep yep agreed agreed well said um, Dude, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you for yeah, taking your time for us. And, and as always, keep doing your thing. If you're someone listening to this and you hate on Jeremy, one, don't. But two, honestly, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, seriously, dude, you, you've helped me a lot uh, just like podcasting. And you've been someone that has come on uh, a lot since I've been starting now. Help me, uh, you know, get my get my legs under me with the podcast. So I really appreciate you and everything you do for the community and uh, just have a great rest of your weekend, man. Thanks, bro. I appreciate you too, man. And keep doing that. I mean, from the first time I was on to this time, this is so much fun, man. Like you're getting so much better and Thanks. you're, you're a natural for this, bro. This is, this is great. Uh, keep doing you, man. And don't let any haters bring you down. It's not worth it. And Thanks. I just tweeted that jealousy is just love and hate at the same time, man. That's what yeah. it comes down to. People That's get mad right. when they start seeing people liking what you're doing. So, and at the end of the day, hopefully we just want, we just want, uh, we just want our football team to, to do well, you know, at yep, the end of the day, it, we all just want it just different ways about going about it. So have a great rest of your weekend yep. and spins up. Yep. Take care, man. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami